I need to get it all. I try to leave, but I can't. <laughs> you don't need no other body. Just be more in your body. Smoke a blunt with your BMO. Timers of the essence. <laughs> <laughs> The thing I love about Afrobeats the most is that uh, they manipulate their accents to make things to make things rhyme. That's the best. <laughs> I try to teach you, but I need some lessons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I try to get it all. What's up? None. We good? Yeah. What's wrong? <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, okay, for sure, for sure, for sure. I thought we might have been having a technical difficulty, but I guess we're not. Sweet, I'll hit the intro. Let's get it popping for the day. Some lessons. <laughs> God daughter. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Who Wake and Make We It Be. I need some lessons. I try to get it all. I try to leave, but I can't. All and can't don't don't rhyme. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Welcome back to your Solution Bake Podcast. Uh, I want you to think of us like Tom Joyner meets Howard Stern with a frusty road blunt first thing in the morning. Uh, I am your host, BMO. Please say good morning to the world-renowned producer, (laughs) the heartbeat to my light. Heartbeat to my light? (laughs) The ACV plug to my light. (laughs) And I don't mean... Apple cider vinegar. That's what I thought you uh, I meant the little AC plug, the little thing in the back with the, the little yeah, the, the plug, the adapter. Yeah. The adapter to my powerful heart. The lady of the house, say good morning, everybody. Say good morning. And I mean a resounding good morning. <laughs> good morning, y'all. One, two, ready, and good morning. There we go. There we go. I saw a young man direct his own birthday song. He might be my Paul Robeson Negro of the Week because you got to get your people together. Nice. All right. Oh, we got this morning, we are being brought to you by our new sponsor. First thing in the morning, we want to give a huge shout out. We'll be smoking on smoking on them later on today. Black owned. That's right. We went and found one. Gifted Curators, y'all. Gifted Curators is a new sponsor of the Wake and Bake with BMO show. Want to show us some love. Make sure you go out to Gifted Curators, which is in Adams Morgan. Okay, right by the Lion Hotel, right by um where Songbird used to be, actually. Right there. Right there where Songbird, uh, over there where Songbird used to be, not the same place. Upstairs, uh, I think it's the upstairs part of um, that bookstore that's right there. I-71, all you need is your ID. Love the weed, man, because we love supporting black business, but now we have black business in the form of 
an I-71 shop. So we want to give a huge shout out to get the curators who will be with us for the next month. Make sure y'all check them out. Tell them BMO sent you and they can send you some fire stuff. I'll show you one thing they got me. They, uh, at Get the Curators, the thing that makes them cool is, not the burp, excuse me. The thing that makes them cool is that they make their own labels mm -hmm. for the marijuana. And so their rolling tray is a collection of all those labels. So I can't wait till we work through each one of these flowers. Yeah. Because later in the house, we'd be smoking. This morning, we'll be smoking on Dragon from Get the Curators. I'm trying to get it so it ain't got no shine on there, but maybe I'll just get a little, ooh. Ah. <laughs> All right, thank you to the Gifted Curators. And as always, we're being brought to you by the Washington Informer Bridge, WI Bridge DC, or at WIBridgeDC.com so you can get more black ass information from a black ass source because we a black ass show and I ain't ashamed about it. Okay? There's some great opportunities coming this way. I can't tell the people yet. I hate when media people do that, but I'm getting a TV show. So I just told you. All right. I can't tell you where because it might not happen, but I'm getting a TV show. And one of the directors of the TV show was like, we want it to be good, but can you make it not so black? And I told them, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you want a different show then? Yeah, right. <laughs> no. No. We're going to be black as fuck. Um, um, and, 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 and if I'm being honest, can I be honest? I say this every show. Can I, can I tell the <laughs> truth on my own show? Can I be honest? Yes. Y'all forgot about niggas. What you mean? Everybody forgot about niggas. Everybody is all caught up in their intersectionality, which they should be, okay? Your biracialness, uh, your black women conversations, your conversations about liberating the female body, conversations about the Caribbeans, the conversations about Africans and African-Americans in the Americas, the conversations about immigrants that came over 100 years ago. We're talking about second-generation Americans in this sense. Uh, conversations about Canada, uh, Canadians moving, uh, Afro-Mexicans, there's all Afro-Caribbeans moving up, but you know who you forgot about? You know who we don't talk about as much? Niggas. <laughs> niggas that forgot about niggas. That's all right, though. I'm still a nigga. I'm still here. And we still going to bring this show to you in a very niggered way. Although, although Kendrick Lamar begged us to ask the question, what is the culture? Mm. <laughs> mm. Anyway, um, I said, I said the, the first pre-roll. I said the bridge. What I gotta do now? Oh, we got some interesting things we want, huh? The rent. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Thank you. Woo! So many things. That's how you know we a real podcast. We got. I gotta keep a schedule of things I gotta talk about. Like for real, for real. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to donate to the podcast, it costs about two seventeen a show. But BMO, you said you got a sponsor, but them niggas don't carry everything. Okay, we want support from the people. So if you feel like supporting the show, if you got a couple dollars uh, for getting paid, you got a couple dollars you want to put on the show, it costs about two seventeen the show. Make sure you go to bmoauthentic.com backslash dubrent d a r e n t or become a patronite for ten dollars a month. So you don't have to keep being like, damn, did I did I put down on BMO this month? Yeah, you got me. Okay. Okay, what PBS say? PBS said, uh, this show was brought to you by viewers like you. <laughs> now, we have, some every, we have some very interesting things we want to talk about this morning. Um, one of which is a follow-up from last week's conversation, which we were talking about. Um, uh, are we talking about that today? Yeah, we're talking about the new forms of rebranded poverty. We want to extend that conversation to a Gen Z, uh, a Gen Z trend that is happening right now in the financial situation we want to talk um i guess we'll talk about kevin samuels mm, okay i guess we'll talk about kevin samuels um that nigga dead i don't feel bad <laughs> but first the first thing i want to talk about is this conversation that i saw around twerking actually fuck kevin samuels we'll get to him on thursday 
His death might be the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. That's oh, right, wow. I said it. <laughs> That's right, I said it. You talking to a godless season. Okay, I don't give a yeah. fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Let's talk about something else. Put up the Nature's Promise thing. Let's talk about some a, a pattern that I'm noticing around DC. Now, y'all heard me say on this show, the moment I clicked that Chiquette video that the Chocolate City Renaissance was happening, the people heard me say it, right? Mm-hmm. Which means I believe that DC is fertile ground for a new creative explosion happening within art, not even within the area, within art itself. Niggas is gonna look up and be like, damn, DC got it again. And they right. Here's how I know. Here's how I know. Because not only is it genius situations like Chiquette's content, but it's also you start to see the gentrifiers start to come out to play more. Because where there's value, gentrifiers want to take that value, mm-hmm. put it back to their demographic, and exclude a certain demographic so that it can perpetuate amongst itself and then eventually die, like the lady of the house told us, because gentrification eats itself, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so it started with the National Cannabis Fest. We had a conversation on here about how the National Cannabis Fest used DC and DMV based artists to as a as a checklist or a checkpoint on their inclusionary marketing. But at the very core of the National Cannabis Fest was no DC. Right. Right? Um we saw what happened over Broccoli City, what happened over the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Um the Funk Parade was was postponed on Saturday because of the weather, whereas Broccoli City kept it going. Right. I'm not here to judge the promoters because with national festivals like that, like it's hard to get a coordinated schedule again and only do one day of the festival and not cancel the other day of the festival. But I understand. But at the same time, it just proves to me that Broccoli City is more focused on commerce than culture. That's right. Mm-hmm. I said it. Tell them to come find me. We can have a conversation about it. And we can talk about how uh, we can talk about how the organic choice artists look totally different from the artists that were on your stage, but that's but I digress. Right. We could talk about inclusionary marketing at Broccoli City, but I'll digress. For now, although that ain't no local festival, that's Live Nation. In case y'all, in case y'all forgot, you talking about Broccoli City? Yeah. Oh. Right. Is the Nature Promise still there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's it's. I hope it's becoming clear. Right. I hope yeah. it's becoming clear why this Nature's Promise Mambo Sauce mm-hmm. is right here while I'm talking about these national festivals. So this morning I'm 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 doing my general reading of the paper. I'm, I'm running across an NPR article and it says uh, local DC group looking to plan a counter festival to something in the water. And mm-hmm. so my black ass eyes went, why would the black residents of DC plan something? encounter to something in the water. Something in the water is a three-day event, mm-hmm. bringing all this beautiful culture from Southern Virginia up to D.C., therefore uh, creating a more valuable DMV experience. Like, it's for real. Right. Why would we? So the article goes on to say that the tickets, which cannot be split between days, Wild. start at $3.99. So then the ladies... Uh, over at Harriet's Dream, which had a wonderful exhibit at Eaton Hotel, mm-hmm. including one of my two of my favorite photographers, KMJ Six in, in, in Harriet's Dream, and so is uh, D Dwyer is also in uh, Harriet's Dream, um, put up by Claudia from Eaton. Some three of my favorite black women in the city at the moment. Uh, so when Harriet's Dream says we want to create a counter festival, what they mean is they want to create a festival that is accessible. Exactly. It says in the article that your that DC residents can't afford no $300, $400 three-day ticket. 
What happens if I want to bring my family? What happens when I want to bring my kids to the festival? See, as I wrote in the article for the National Cannabis Fest review, ticket pricing is the ticket pricing, in my opinion, as a festival, as a festival producer, ticket pricing is the first way that you attract your target demographic. Right. Or detract mm-hmm. your target demographic. So here we are with this Nature's Promise ass festival coming to DC, meaning that it has all the flavors and trappings of DC, but that ain't DC. It ain't Nature's Promise. It ain't bottled somewhere else. I don't even know who made Mumble Sauce. I don't even know if Mumble Sauce is black uh, <laughs> in its origin, but I know that Nature's Promise don't got, don't got it. Right. And if they do, is that not justification? So when people ask if, I remember I was on, a, I, was, I don't know if y'all joined me on my State of the Black Men um, live with some of the DMV men of media, men of media. Uh, shout out to Stilettos and Conversations. I think that's what it's called. Stilettos and Conversations? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Niggas be having podcast <laughs> names. Um, but we had the conversation about and we've had this conversation on Wake Up Bake with BMO. We've had this conversation on Over the Shoulder. We've had this conversation on The Right Place to BMO. We've had this conversation in person. If you met me, displacement isn't about removing a race. Displacement is about displacing a culture. Exactly. Displacing a people, displacing a demographic. And the fact that on Juneteenth, Pharrell is going to pull up to Independence Avenue with this big black ass celebration with people who can't afford that black ass celebration. <clears throat> right in partnership with the mayor who sold the city from 2010 to 2020, we went from a 59% city, 59% black city to a 41% black city. Mm-hmm. Seems intentional. How you lose 20% of people? Right. You lost 20% of people and you didn't make no, you didn't make no, you ain't no policy. You ain't made no structures. You ain't, you ain't come up with no laws. You ain't come up with no decrees. You ain't had no emergencies. Your next thing to do was to get Pharrell. <laughs> he outpriced the city. Now, just so you know, they ran the same festival in in Virginia Beach. How exactly. much was it for Virginia residents in uh, in Virginia Beach? Was it was it two ninety nine? No. Was it three ninety nine? No. Was it a one day sale? No. It was one hundred fifty dollars for three days, which is reasonable. That's that's right. that's uh uh fifty dollars a day. Yeah, that's state park prices. Right. We could do that. We can get fifty out the way. We can get an eighth a day. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Pharrell. I don't know, Muriel. <laughs> See shit like this. And I'm glad I want, when I do this, I want you to imagine this is the something in the well, something in the water post, although it's nature's promise. Shit like this. Yeah. It's not the chocolate city renaissance. Hmm. This is people trying to traverse down the gold brick streets of DC. Hopefully they can pick up a brick or two, but our own people. Yeah. Damn. Cause it's what's crazy is what's crazy is the article brings up is like, you didn't even think about, the people who love this music. Exactly. You didn't even think about that, like, is it Backyard that's going to be at something in the water? You didn't even think about, like, what's the average ticket price to a Backyard show? Right. Is it $125 a day? Right. Nah. How is this? Mm. So, yeah. So, now we have Pharrell Presents Organic Choice Mambo Sauce. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Until he said, now, 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 the, the ladies of Harriet's Dream... They reached out to Pharrell. Mm-hmm. No answer. So they reached out to NPR. Hopefully this will get his attention. Right. But you got to do something. You got to do something other than April 30th, $299 ticket sales in Southeast. 
Ain't buying no ticket the day before they get paid. What? What? Four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars. I don't know. You got any comments, sweetheart? What are your thoughts? Um. Yeah, it just it, it kind of feels like who is he doing this for? I mean, I know the answer, but like, what is what is really the end goal? Make money. Sounds like. But you're alienating your whole like <laughs> your major fan base. I mean. Well, not even just you, but I like. I mean, you say that, but like. I guess they don't give a fuck. When you look at like, okay. Oh, we were looking at a video on Over the Shoulder. There is actually my favorite, one of my favorite live performances is J. Cole live at Made in America. I think that's 2014. Mm-hmm. I was there. Yeah. With my crew at the time. Mm-hmm. We no longer a crew. <laughs> R.I.P. to them. They not dead, but <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there with my crew at the time. And. Uh, I didn't notice it then until I watched the video back, but it was all white people in the crowd. Yeah. When we look at all these other festival videos, who we see in the crowd? White people. White people. Because who's who's 90% of the demographic, who's 90% of the buying demographic of hip-hop? I would assume. It's crazy. I would have assumed it was black people, but no. No, niggas don't got, got that yeah, kind of money. I know. I know. The buying population of hip-hop is white. Yeah. The buying population of music itself is white. Question for you. <laughs> yeah, write that question down. Write that question down. Um, so yeah, so you asked me why would Pharrell create a festival that is inaccessible to the community that is in? Because he don't give a fuck about that community. He didn't think about that community. He didn't. What I've noticed is when niggas get money, they forget how much money is. Right. When niggas get money, they forget that like three hundred dollars could change your life. As you and that's crazy. <laughs> exactly. But as you were saying this, I was thinking about Diddy, like niggas like that. What do you mean? Like once, I just feel like the whole Mace thing, like yeah, know, like you you step on the backs of the people who helped you get to where you are. And then when they ask you questions in your return, you're like, nigga, I don't know you. Right, right. Like, what? Wait a minute, huh? Right, what? Wait a minute, Pharrell? <laughs> right. But you know, Pharrell's also the dude who's trying to come up with new black. You got any comments? <laughs> oh, yeah, they've been going off. Uh-oh. Let's see. Did I piss somebody off? Oh, I hope I made somebody mad. Are you mad? Are you mad at your nature's promise-ass festivals? Huh? <laughs> okay, let's start with Legatron to Don said, man, Kevin Samuels was my dude. I'll be back Thursday. LOL. <laughs> Don't come back Thursday, then. <laughs> Don't come back. You know what? Actually, tell your other Kevin Samuels friends that the replacement is on Thursday. Yeah, tell them to come through. Tell them to come through. Yeah, yeah, we're going to say a lot of nice words about Kevin Samuels on this show, bitch-ass Nick. Sorry, I can't even get over it. Go ahead. Kendall said, be more spicy this morning. Um, go hard. Mike Lee Music said, kill me with the Nature's Promise Mambo Sauce. Kendall said... I'm Kendall, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Because... Cause then I gotta go to meetings like happen on Monday, which is the DC, the DMV music stakeholders meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Where we have a conversation amongst the DMV people who have the skills to do the same thing that Brockton City did, the same thing that National. Matter of fact, the people from National Cannabis Fest was at the DMV stakeholder music oh, wow. meeting, <laughs> right? I've had enough. I've had enough, and it feels like. It feels like, and maybe this is just the position I'm in, it feels like if we keep quiet, the shit will keep happening. If there isn't a counter festival that happens on Freedom Plaza, Mm -hmm. while Pharrell something in the water is happening 
on Independence Avenue, then it'll keep happening. Next year, it'll be $400. Next year, it'll be $500. Before you know it, we got this big Coachella-ass event in the midst of D.C. <clears throat> and can't no natural Washingtonians go. Right. Are we okay with that? No. <laughs> All I'm saying is Coca-Cola had five cents Cokes until 1985 and they were already a billion dollar company. Okay? Exactly. You don't got to overcharge the shit out of your demographic in order to get somebody to enjoy your product. Mm -hmm. And are festivals even it anymore? I'm sorry. Keep going. Kendall said that something in the water lineup is the best I've ever seen in D.C. That doesn't come cheap, though, so I can't be mad at P. Um, Yash said 400 is crazy, though. Go hard. Mike Lee Music said, why we got to pay 399 Kendall said, yeah, 400 is dry steep. Yash said. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Do you know? That the average, what is it? The uh, it's something crazy like the average black woman's net worth is like ten dollars. Mm -hmm. But you charge a four hundred. You charging, you charging three hundred times, thirty times a black woman's net worth. Who black women are the center of black economics? I would like to say, you are charging thirty times a black woman's worth to get to an outdoor concert. Dude, <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Because somebody's going to play this clip in 10 years when I have a $400 uh, <laughs> festival. Hey, people! <laughs> um, but like my man Nomad said, my man Nomad said before uh, National Cannabis Fest when I was at the, with the Blossom Block Party, he said the pricing is the first stage of exclusion. Mm-hmm. That stuck with me. So I let him in the Wake and Bake Fest for free. Anybody he wanted to choose. Cause that, that's, I, do niggas need to apply for scholarships to go to the goddamn festival? Right. Keep going, sweetheart. Y'all said, I understand having to double it. Um, I'm gonna just call him Mike Lee. I don't know if that's his name. Hey, go hard, Mike Lee. <laughs> yeah. He said, uh, talking to Kendall Nambra, 400 is crazy. How you can't split the days though. That's the part. Right. How I can't split the days. Don't tell me I gotta I gotta go half with my man's on the ticket and I can't right. even go with him. Right. <laughs> right. Uh Jean Denise said I would love to go. Um We all wanna go. Go hard Michael Music said make money with Beyonce, because I was there too. Uh he put YT, I don't know if that's YouTube or white people. Uh -huh. <laughs> white. Um Autumn Labella said the release. Oh, the realest wake and bake ever. Hey. Hey. Real. Who that? Janelle. Janelle. Hey. hey. How that baby? Right. Happy Mother's Day. Oh yeah, happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day, Day to all my uh, yeah. to all my mamas on. Okay, we had some of the best wake and bake with people nicer moms. Okay. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Introducing your kids to the real early. Right. Uh, Mama, I don't like gentrification. That's right. You don't. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Good job. Good job. <laughs> Janelle also said, yeah, I don't like this at all. Pharrell was like, the culture needs this. We can't even afford it, sir. <laughs> sir, the culture can't get in. Right, like what? The culture what is culture? broke. We can't get, what? what are you talking about? Hey, Kendrick Lamar said we got to re-examine re what the culture is. Okay. Although we had been saying that, although Kendrick Lamar must be listening. Kendrick Lamar <laughs> must be a wake and bake with Bimo Knight because this nigga got in six different faces and said, we need new blueprints. And I said, you know what, Kendrick? You right. <laughs> we do new, new blueprints. You right. Uh, 
go hard, Mike Lee. Music is about to have to rob these folks coming to the city that can afford the tickets. <laughs> hey, yo, Mike. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> Call me, but keep it to yourself. Because <laughs> we can get some real fun thing going on to something in the water. Yeah, I said Robin season. Janelle said, and all the white folk are going to show up and act like it's for them. Because uh, it is. Right. Mike said it, it might rain. Uh, <laughs> My man Dave Ross sent me an article. I haven't read it yet. It was it was posted in the post, and it actually speculated that the end of festivals won't be because of Corona. It won't even be because of pricing. The end of festivals will be because of climate climate change. What? <laughs> Have you thought about that? I didn't think about that, but I could see how that would. <laughs> how climate change will take out festivals faster than inequitable wow. ticket pricing. So that means we're in a real crisis then. If if climate change will take it out faster than... Than whiteness? Right. Wow. <laughs> we in trouble. What other comments we got before it's, before it's rolling time? Shel- Shelby Butler says, okay. is it the fault of the artists for charging their prices or the fault of the people for not being able to afford the ticket? This is charge of artists. Yeah. Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Akila says, we're not okay with it, but folks are selling their bone marrow for this festival. It's wild. Uh, yeah, I tell you I about the time I sold my bone marrow? I think so. But it was for a date. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> not for no fucking fat level. <laughs> yeah, I said BMO and Rich Friends Fest. <laughs> right. <laughs> BMO and the Rich Friends Fest. <laughs> it's just gonna be, it ain't going to be nobody there. <laughs> we ain't rich. Mike said festivals are supposed to be like the outlet more for less. Facts. Facts. <laughs> uh, Akila said, I know folks who bought four plus tickets. Some have plans to flip it. That's smart. But I mean, that's smart. Y'all but got damn. it. <laughs> Crazy how they had plans to flip. They want to make money off the situation. Right. They don't want to enjoy the art. Right. How trash is the gallery that you buy tickets to the gallery but never go and sell the tickets outside? Right. Do you really care about the art? You care about the money. <sighs> Capitalism won't save us, y'all. Kendall said, going half on one ticket is hilarious. Uh, you going half on ticket with your man, so y'all got to go on separate days. <laughs> you can't even go on the same day. Uh, Camille said, I was trying to understand why I saw all the white faces at Dreamville Festival. The tickets were the same price. That's that's wild. Um, yeah, Yash said, maybe Dylan Yash can split a tick. <laughs> and then Kendall said, stay less. <laughs> stay less. Stay less. That means y'all got to miss three days. That means half the day on Saturday, when y'all got to come out. He said, going to tag me out 3.30 on Saturday. That's right, 3.30 on Saturday. You got to come out. Mid Solange there, whenever Solange is performing, one of y'all got to go. All right, we got to get to rolling yeah. time. We'll come back with more comments. We're going to play a little bit of my man, Owen Hart's Delilah. This rolling session is being sponsored by our good folks over at Street Lawyer Services. That's right, we got two weed sponsors, all right? <laughs> I don't plan on, on on buying weed ever again as I bought weed on Friday, but that's okay. <laughs> okay, you got to support local business. Uh, we're going to watch this piece of uh, Delilah. We'll be right back with more. Now, pro tip for the people who are here for the first time. I heard a, lo- a lot of, heard a few names who haven't been here in a long time. Janelle, mm-hmm. uh, Go Hard, Mike Lee, mm-hmm. um, somebody named you said on there. If you want to see the full screen version, you can go over to YouTube or Twitter. That's also where you can catch the instant replay. We have things happening in this corner, things happening in this corner. If you, did you, is the Nature Promise already gone? Yeah, I just took it down. You missed the Nature's Promise, okay? You <laughs> missed the Nature's Promise mambo sauce. Play the video. We'll be right back with more. Hawaii can make we be. Mo. 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> I had to taste it. <laughs> Delilah says to us, children of Samson, love me. Delilah says, I love those who love me, so learn how to love me. Delilah says, do as I say. Delilah says, doing what I say equals loving me, which equals me loving you. So if you truly, truly want me, then do this. Delilah says, cut it. This is no place for your hair or the God that resides inside of its side with me. Delilah says, pick me and not your hair. Delilah says the fruits of her ripe labor are at the tips of your fingers. Just cut off the history weighing you down. Delilah says it is not about where you came from. It is about where you are going. Delilah says she can fix your past. All of it, all of it was a mistake. Delilah says fix your mistakes. Delilah says you do not deserve her love until you fit the description until the god in you fits the description the god in your kinks is unprofessional delilah says that the god in your locks is simply too dreadful for the beauty of the workplace for the beauty of her delilah says side with her she'll give you all the power the god in you used to have untwist the god on your scalp straighten out your head and what sits on top of it we were told to stay woke Delilah reminds us this is still no place for our nap. She says, choose, choose, and be reminded that the God on you is so feared it can only be handled in small doses or small changes. Permit or get rid of it permanently. Delilah will tower of Babel your high top until it fades out of translation, until it tumbles down like Jericho simply by her shouting your name. You forget how strong it was made to be in the first place. She will deny the notion that your Afro, your affirmation of faith, how it soaks up holy water so fast. It's as if it was dying of thirst. She tells us it is because it is possessed. We tell her, no, the water is simply returning back to its root. She will deny that the Nile that kings and queens drank from runs amongst the desert of knots that is your hair. Each strand unapologetically raising up the heaven as if to say, God, we are still here. Amongst everything she tried to tell us, we are still here, still with beautiful hair. God, you anointed our heads with olive oil. Our cups have overflown indeed. She will make a forest fire of chemicals, burn the very nature that gives your scalp oxygen. She will detox the holy out of you, make you call your hair heresy, make you fear worth through those that want your features, but not your struggle. She will lie. She will tell you that your hair is an exorcism waiting to happen. There's a house full of demons that must be baptized in a river of product sins that must be cleansed with a set of clippers and even a pair of holy marys she will leave you detesting the very fabric of your texture she will tell you that you are not pretty enough to be with her you are not professional enough to eat with her you are not not you enough for anything that she has to offer delilah says abandon your hair, she says, abandon. Your heritage, Delilah says, abandon. Your God, he cannot exist in hair. And we look at her and say, he already exists in our hair. Regardless.
Welcome back. Welcome back to Wake and Bake with it be. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Okay, so we are about to smoke a combination of the gifted weeds from gifted curators, but the smoking session is being brought to you by Street Lawyer Services DC. <laughs> Make sure you go over to Street Lawyer Services DC on 8th Street, I-71, okay? It's as equally accessible as gifted curators. Both these places are accessible. Both these places have pretty good prices, um, ways that you can um, get yourself some high quality strains. Um, we want to thank the people at Street Lawyer Services for being sponsors for so long. I feel like it's been like, two three all of season three has been sponsored yeah. by street lawyer service so we appreciate you dave mm -hmm. we appreciate you lonnie i as i um um i thought lonnie was a white man yeah. lonnie is not a white man no lonnie is a very latino man yeah. he just looked white mm -hmm. another history we learned what the history is about white looking latinos but he doesn't act like the white looking latino he's like a, a, a you know like a regular latino dude right yeah the reason i recently refell in love with lonnie because i thought he was just trying to be like a gary v he's trying to give us like a <laughs> Uh, inspirational quotes from time to time or whatever. Yeah. But I, the last video I saw, this man was dancing. This man was hitting the salsa. And man, mm. he from Florida. He from Miami. And as we say often on this show, in Florida, they dance. This nigga was dancing. <laughs> this motherfucker was getting down. So make sure y'all follow Lonnie, the street lawyer service dude, if you're into the whole motivational situation, or if you just want to see a Latino man move around the world. It's, it's pretty interesting to see a different perspective. You know, I've been so black for so long. Um, every time I'm interacting with these different cultures within the within the marijuana business, it seems to be a great, like a great interaction, whether it be my man's from Elevated Lounge, the Jewish dude, Lonnie, mm -hmm. the Latino dude, the Muslim women that work in um, Street Lawyer Services, the... Uh, Are they Muslim? Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is. Oh. Um, and, and, then, and then our new sponsor, Katia, which I think is from um, uh, the Middle East somewhere, I think. I don't know. Is that the right way to say that? I always, I always felt like calling somebody Middle Eastern felt weird. Is that <laughs> is that disrespectful? Can I be wrong on my show? What's the right way to say that? North African? Is she North African? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um, Akila, Akila said, watch on both platforms if you can, folks, and tell your friends in group chats. A new set of ears daily goes a long way. We appreciate that. That is true. Yeah. You know, we should do more of that. Yeah. We don't tell people to tell, tell the other people. You should be, <laughs> tell, you should be friend, tell, tell a friend, friend. tell a friend. Yeah. But no, we really, um. before we get into this next topic, let me, let me spark this blind as I'm talking about it. We at Wake and Bake with BMO, this sounds like a, a corporate response now. <laughs> we at Wake and Bake with BMO, we believe that black people should have equitable chances. No. Um, um, no, we um, we have conversations like this kind of often, but sometimes when we look down at the numbers, I know when I know when sponsors, they get my the sponsorship deck, they hear me talking shit. Then they go to my Instagram and it's like 235 followers, mm -hmm. right? And to them, it's like, oh, this nigga not doing something. Let me tell you mm -hmm. somebody's 235 followers. All these niggas engaged. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I got a bot on there mm -hmm. as somebody researches all the bots I got on my page, but I don't know if we have a bot on there. It's not about the numbers. It's not about the numbers. Even though like some of the sponsors are turned off by the numbers, it's really about the impact. Mm -hmm. So if there is a way that the Wake and Bake would be more nice, because somehow get us into people's inboxes and DMs. Like the only way this show was really gonna grow is if we continue to put money behind it, mm -hmm. we continue to be successful. If we get to the point where we are putting um, consistent clips out, I feel like, and then those are the ways that we can make it grow, but really what's gonna make it happen is y'all. And I know, 
I was researching um because we got a show coming up. I mean, I can't tell you where, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be a secretive about it. But we got a TV show we got coming up, and so in researching that, I'm researching different late nights hosts and whatnot. And so I know that when it comes to like a good host of the show, people have a tendency to keep the secret to themselves in hoping that mm. not exposing this person to more people would change them. But fuck these other people, y'all. I ain't gonna change for shit. <laughs> Y'all said, uh, no, nah, that voice needs to be used more on the show. What's that? <laughs> um, oh, the corporate had, voice? We yeah. had, we can make with Pimo, we believe. <laughs> also, uh, Mike Lee said, what's wrong with Gary V? And y'all got me twisting up instead of actually just hitting the bowl and being on the go. Come on, twist up. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah. Love yourself. <laughs> go hard. And Janelle says, we need to be on TikTok. We, God. People keep saying it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't know if I got it, y'all. You don't have to be like doing all the dances and it's shit. It's not that. It's the <laughs> from what I see on TikTok, it's like I'm not trying to be going back and forth. True. And I don't even mean I don't, not comments wise, not like stitch video wise. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all ever noticed the people who disagree with me on like the reels and clips. I don't give them no time. True. Actually, the last young man who disagreed with me was like, do me a favor, disagree with me on your stories. Post me on your stories and disagree with me there. Because, mm. like, you going back and forth with me in the comments ain't going to do shit. I don't give a fuck about right or wrong. Right. So you saying what's right or wrong? I'm like, we're not having a conversation on right or wrong. Mm-hmm. We're having a con- conversation about investigation and introspection. I think it's a little bit different on TikTok, though. Like, in terms of the comments. Like, even if people disagree and dissent, like, there's dissension. And, like, I don't really see the creators feeding into that too much. And it's it's kind of like, the way it's set up, it's, it's kind of like the, the content is evergreen. So... Yeah. You could come across this content a year later and like, you know, but people are still engaging. I'm just trying to say like. So I saw this, this other fear of that too. I don't know how this turned into a growth conversation about Wake and Bake with BMO. <laughs> the first rule of journalism is not to talk about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, the other fear is like, and if you've been following me on Twitter for a long time, other people have gone viral responding to my tweets. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> So many times people have gone like viral, I'll jump, especially it's a relationship shit. I'll jump into a relationship conversation about, oh, you know, equity amongst relationships and then somebody will go viral off a of, little, look at this sip ass nigga. And there's like two million people who have retweeted my, requoted my situation into calling me a punk ass nigga. That's happened a couple Damn. of times in my, in my Twitter life. I see that happening on Instagram. I see that happening. I see, I see the last video of me saying women shouldn't apologize. Somebody stitching that video next to a woman who committed mass murder. I see somebody doing that and being like, what this nigga talking about? <laughs> oh, Janelle said, oh, Mike Lee said definitely need TikTok. And then Janelle said, I said the same thing, but I made so much money. What? Oh, yeah, man. People making money on TikTok. All right. Well, we on it now. Kendall said, nah, y'all need to be doing dances. Janelle said, the more you are yourself, you get real followers and will profit and your content will thrive. Yeah, there's the a- Kittle said we need to be doing dances. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, let's get to the last topic. Y'all just you still there? Actually, you uh, uh, reinforced my thoughts on this topic because you tweeted the same thing. Um, question to the people. <laughs> Question to the people. Throw a random emoji in the chat. Also, if you're here right now, like, subscribe, hit the like button, all that shit too. We need that mm-hmm. shit for the algorithm. Maybe that's where my maybe that's where more random people showed up today. Other people smashed the like button, and we had three new listeners today. Come on, smash mm-hmm. the button, y'all. Last topic of the day, though. Um, question to start the topic because I like this. I like this as a way to start a topic. 
Throw a random emoji in the chat if you believe that twerking is sexual. Throw a random emoji into the chat if you believe that twerking is sexual. I don't even know the lady in the house. Lady in the house, I agree on this actually. You said we don't agree. I don't know if we do. We were talking about it before, but now it's like we gotta get on the show. <laughs> uh, we was talking at seven fifty nine. <laughs> no, we gotta get on the show. We got two emojis so Put far. Put the tweet up. Put the tweet up. We got two emojis so far. But Mike Lee said nope. Okay, we got some nope. Just one nope. One nope. Two emojis. Okay. Put the tweet up. Okay. So I was, I was, I was, I was uh, scrounging around on the Twitter looking to be popular again. And I ran across a video of Chloe twerking. Actually, I didn't run across the video. I ran across a quote retweet of Chloe twerking. There's a tweet right here. Mm-hmm. What's the tweet say? Well, uh, yeah, okay. Twerking is not sexual. Like, why can't we let that go? It's a dance, like shit. Okay. 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 Is twerking sexual? There are several parts of this conversation that I feel are that need to be um, adjusted. Okay. One, the expression of sexuality is not a negative. Right. The expression of sexuality does not disparage one's character. It does not delineate one from respect. Twerking is not a flaw. Twerking is not a problem. Right. Twerking is dancing. Twerking is moving your body. And in new ways we're seeing, as we talked about the carefree black woman, twerking is also an expression of freedom. Mm-hmm. Let me throw this ass where people won't even let me wear my hair naturally. You know how powerful that is? Right. <laughs> the Crown Act uh, is being signed, but yet twerking in public is normalized. <coughs> Thus, the classification of twerking even in part being sexual, cannot be, should not be demonized, especially by people who look like us. Right. Twerking also has a very complicated, uh, twerking has a very complicated past. Why? Because twerking, like jazz, Mm -hmm. is a very black American art form. Yeah, I know you said it. The Later House is about to give us some insights on where it came for in the front. Yes, we know the Caribbeans was whining, right? But the Caribbeans also tell you we was whining, not twerking. Right. I don't know if the ladies in the Ivory Coast are doing what Meg Thee Stallion was doing. I don't know if it's the same thing. Right? Just like there's percussion where we come from, that's not the same percussion as bebop percussion. Right? That's not the same percussion as 808s. I believe, wait a minute, uh oh, I think I'm just coming up with this, is twerking to quote New Atlanta, is that new jazz? Is twerking the latest, greatest, biggest form of black American art? Mm. Specific. I heard, was it Winston Marcellus said um, it was, we weren't Africa, there was music in Africa, but jazz wasn't created in Africa. That might have been Quincy Jones. Hmm. They were shaking ass in Africa. They were shaking ass in the Caribbean, but twerking happened in America. Okay. That's what I'm saying. What was my point? Anyway, is twerking sexual? 
that question within itself makes it feel like one is either or thinking that white supremacist thinking that 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 very extremist mm -hmm. thinking that this thing has to fit into a category that we all agree upon mm -hmm. for it to make sense to all of us. Right. We know what twerking is. Now let me ask the lady of the house. Is twerking sexual? What's up? <laughs> Your face just got really big, but <laughs> um, I don't think it's a black and white answer. I think it depends on the situation. It can be. It doesn't have to. I believe it's an art form, but yeah, it, it has different purposes. Give me an example of non-sexual twerking. Uh, you with your friends and your song comes on, you like, hey, this is my shit. <laughs> just drop it down real quick, you know? The eight count twerk, yeah, okay. Right, right. Okay. I saw on the tweet this morning, someone said, if sexual isn't twerking, if twerking is a sexual, twerk for your father then. Mm. I would, my counter argument to that is, there are sexual things that you discuss with your father, right. and twerking is just not of the appropriate kind. Okay, yeah, I, I agree. Because your father and I, your father and I, you and your father have had conversations about sex. Right. Sex is not foreign to a paternal relationship. Yeah. <clears throat> Some of the best uh, advice my mother gave, gave me was, uh, fuck good. <laughs> <laughs> like, do well. Got here wasting people time. <laughs> Come on, son. You're right. This is not a black and white, yes or no, binary type question. You're yeah. absolutely correct on that part. Yeah. Now that you now that you needed me to validate your correctness, um, but what I will say is to insinuate sex to insinuate there is no sexuality in twerking is a ridiculous it's a ridiculous thought. Right. Yeah. It's a ridiculous thought. Mm -hmm. And to insinuate that what Hallie's doing in that moment right there is not sexual sexual mm -hmm. is also a ridiculous thought. I don't even, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not trying to watch no little girl twerk. <laughs> I'm, I'm so old. Like, Hallie is what, like is 11 like, years my junior? Is she like 20? I think she's like 21, right? Right. Yeah. There is a middle school child between us. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was actually reading into this moment was actually a different thing. Uh, um, I feel like when it comes to Chloe and Hallie, y'all gotta leave these Bailey's alone, okay? Yeah. First off, leave these goddamn women alone, okay? Right. And second off, I feel like what people wanna do is they wanna either or them. They wanna say that Chloe is the sexual one mm -hmm. and Hallie is a good girl. Therefore, what Hallie is doing can't be sexual. Right. Why not? Right. <laughs> Why not? We've already established that we're not monolithic. We are not you, monolithic. You, you don't have to just be one thing. You can be multifaceted. It like it like when people say to me that they think Ari Lennox is like a not sexual, I'm like, have you been listening? Have you seen any of her videos? Have you like just because she has like this good girl aura doesn't mean that like she just lives in that one right. faction of life. And you're not listening. That's the other thing. Other thing. Niggas don't listen. We know. Niggas don't listen. Niggas don't read. Niggas don't listen. And I challenge a nigga to tell me different. Okay. I challenge a nigga to tell me. I be. I be. 
I've started bringing a book on the uh, on the train. Yeah. You know how you like when you drive an Audi. I'm uh, slight facts, although that junk's sitting in the yard. I had to sit in the yard for a long time. You know how when you drive an Audi, you see Audis. When you read a bu- when you see when you that when you read a book in public, you see other niggas reading books in public. You know what I ain't seen? Other niggas reading books in public. Get the fuck out of here. Niggas don't read. <laughs> niggas don't read. What's the comment saying? I almost forgot where we was at just now. We on the whole show. <laughs> almost forgot. Oh, okay, they going on. What they got? What they got? What uh, the people saying? Safia said it can be. What sexual? Yeah. It can be. Yeah. Okay, here we go. And there are also moments where twerking is not sex. I would say, actually, I did the research. What's the Cardi B Cardi B and City Girls video when they in the animal print? Mm-hmm. I would say there was gratuitous twerking in there, but I would also say it wasn't sexual. Right. That wasn't their intent. Their intent was to have a moment amongst themselves. Yeah. One of the greatest music videos I've ever seen. I'll be honest with you. In concept. Of course. Yeah, Bimo, you like twerking. Of course I like twerking. <laughs> what about the, um, the Wally World video? That shit I was impressive. Yeah, I wouldn't say that was sexual. So another example that was in, the, in this thread, right, was they saw it was three little girls doing that same Wally World dancing at a like 10 year old birthday party. Yeah. And they were like, explain this. Yeah. Like culture is different. Sometimes culture is different in different places. Right. But where I'm from, I'm not from New Orleans. Yeah. Where I'm from in Florida, where I'm from in Mississippi, mm-hmm. where I'm from in South Carolina, you start doing that shit, oh, you, you throwing ass. Yeah. It mean a thing. Now, does it mean a thing though? I don't think so in Florida necessarily. Um. Am I wrong? <laughs> Keep going. Read the comments. <laughs> uh, Kendall says depends on context. Janelle says not at all unless I choose for it to be sexual. That's one. Right. Wrong. Go ahead. Go ahead. Autumn says it's sacral, not sexual. I agree. That's real. Um, okay. She in tune. Mm-hmm. Janelle agreed as well. She said that part. Uh, sacral, not sexual. So now that makes me face my man ass self. What's up? I haven't had the conversation with myself. Ah. Hold on a sec. I gotta talk to me. Now Bmo. As you are on the precipice of a new nigga and trying to shed not only your misogynistic but your homophobic skin. If women never intended for twerking to be sexual, how could you say with a bold, progressive face that sexual sexual nature exists within twerking as a definitive? Has it just been your interpretation of twerking that has led you to believe everything about it is sexual? Is your definition of sexual different than from what women believe to be sacral? You check yourself, huh? You almost looked up. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Those are some good questions you huh? ask yourself. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If Janelle says it's not sexual unless I intended to, mm-hmm. and I seen Janelle twerk, mm-hmm. if my entire perspective was every time someone twerked, there was sexual, there was sexuality connected to it. Yeah. Am I being sexual when I twerk? Hmm. If I know I'm not, but I'm telling me I am, who's right here? 
the male gaze interpreting sexuality off of the movement off of sexualized parts of bodies I had the thought that like genetic we, we are taught that like the hip is connected to genetic right so you attracted to a woman because the hips tell you that she's able to give babies or whatever but what if that was just Charles Darwin being a white man <laughs> what if hips are just hips <laughs> what if body parts are just body parts they and are. regardless <laughs> and regardless of how you move them your intention of how you move them outweighs my interpretation of how you move them. Therefore, if I'm living in a sexualized society and have interpreted your hips to be sexual, therefore the movement of those hips to be somehow an enticement to me, I have fallen victim to misogyny. God damn it, I hate this show. Damn it! <laughs> Motherfuck, man. Oh, damn. Oh, damn! <laughs> Oh, uh. well, that was easy. What a light ago. Do it. I did throw it. It went that way. It went what way? Which way did it go? It's on the table. Where? Oh. Read some comments while I have a have have a moment to myself. Check your mates. Uh, like I said, send that link of Chloe though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> for real <laughs> I love us for real Janelle said I love good twerk session and I'm gonna do it everywhere we in Target drop that thing Um. she also said if I'm with Trevor it's sexual if I'm at the club with my girlfriends it's a moment of freedom and fun oh hey Trevor <laughs> uh, 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 oh. Uh, uh, uh. Yash said I'm so glad this is the topic Autumn says we're not taught the different levels of sacral release as a people mm -hmm. uh, Shelby Butler says I think it can be sexual and all the things you said it was as well it has a lot to do with intent and context mm -hmm. it can be <laughs> it can be sexual yeah I say what do you say can they leave me alone lol <laughs> right I, I it's have, not just you though he said I have to mute Chloe bruh and did <laughs> Can I hold on? Can I have a moment with my brothers? Can I have a moment for my brothers for a second? I had to mute about. I had to mute a lot of these women. Let me be honest with you. It's just best for myself. Okay, it's best for myself. It's best for the, it's best for my household. It's just when Halle Berry was fine, fine, right? She's still fine, 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 fine. When Halle Berry was at like in the nineties, let's just put it that way, because she's still fine. I feel like she's gonna die fine. Anyway, when Halle Berry was like, damn. You know what I mean? When she was like the talk of the town. You only saw Halle Berry maybe like what? Seven, eight times a year? Yeah, there was no social media. There's no social media. So you saw in a movie, you saw on a late night show, you saw in a magazine, carpet. Yeah. red carpet. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, you young brothers, yeah, y'all unfollow these girls, man. That's not, I can't imagine it's good for you. I just can't imagine like you, you lusting often in the middle of the day. It's just like, it's distracting. You trying to scroll through. I don't know what y'all niggas on social media for anyway. Anyway, get back to the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Janelle said, my question is, if twerking is sexual, what's the problem? Why is being sexual so bad? There's nothing. There's no, no, there's, there's nothing wrong with being sexual, says the man starting the Dirty Magazine. Mm -hmm. There is nothing wrong with being sexual. I think the 
automatic interpretation of sexuality by you using your body, by you moving your body from a man is dangerous. Hmm. That's okay. like, it's, to me, it's on the same line as like, is she flirting with you or is she just talking to you? Okay. Like, yeah. is right now the time for you to be like, now I am at, now this is, now don't get me wrong, this ain't one-on-one, this ain't two-on-one, this is some, this is a, this is a higher level conversation because we're talking about twerking. We're not talking about um, something as simple as don't street harass yeah. or something as simple as, you know, keep being a gentleman, although we're still in the age of independent women. We're not talking about something that is, we're talking about something that, that the interpretation of your hips is so connected to sexuality in this patriarchal society that the automatic assumption that you move your hips is a sexual thing. That is the problem. Right. Whereas the actual thing is you are moving your body, whether you are walking, whether you are twerking, whether you are talking, you moving your body should not be automatic insinuation that you are trying to be sexual. Right. That is dangerous. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's rape culture, right? Cause then that like, cause then that if I, if I live by that standard, mm-hmm. then I feel like that's why I always felt weird at the parties when you just walked up behind a girl and, and started, you know what I mean? Just put your dick on it. I always felt, I always felt a little strange yeah. in those moments. Cause that look back moment is not only a judgment of your face, but also a judgment of consent. Right. <clears throat> anyway, no, anyway, right. but the, but the, the assumption that you move in your body is a sexual encounter or sexual invitation for my male gaze, patriarchal, misogynoir, misogynistic mindset, mm-hmm. male privileged mindset. That's dangerous. That's right. a lot of things we talked about before. Sexual assault does often look like, you know, the worst parts of rape, but sometimes it is like five or six situations that when you snap together, it's like, oh shit, you done put yourself in a situation where you are uh, uh, dissolving someone's consent. Right. It's rape culture. It's not just rape. No, no. This show, man. This show, man. <laughs> Damn it. I'm just going to be wrong then right at the end of the show. You still got that burning question? Yeah. You got more comments? Yeah. You got a lot more comments? <clears throat> I don't know. Okay, because, you know, I got to go to work. Okay. <laughs> Mike said, are you singing nasty mm-hmm. pressure? Janelle said, I just tapped into feeling truly sexy and I'm low-key pissed I was taught this is such a bad thing. Oh, hey. Um, Autumn says, what if Janelle was having a rough day and needed to open her sacral cavity for release? You assume she wanted to imply sex. Exactly. Izzy said, what about black men twerking? Um, Aficionado says, they were fertility dances. No. Uh, Autumn says it doesn't matter who it is. Everyone benefits from the physical benefits of opening the hips, diaphragm, etc. <clears throat> she also said, yes, dance therapy movement is real. It's all about how you charge it. Aficionado says you could wear a Jeezy snowman shirt to celebrate winter holidays, but somebody is going to tell you it's a drug shirt. I don't know. Um, right. The person who's outside the culture. The person who doesn't know your intention. Right. When I feel like the new blueprint is listen to people. Mm-hmm. And don't assume don't assume their intentions. We're right. not supposed to assume, right? Because right. assuming still make an ass out of you and me, right? Right. So don't assume. And what I'm saying is, who said that? Was that aficionado? Yeah. What I'm saying is, bro, we have been socialized to believe 
that everything connected to the movement of the female body, specific parts being the hips, is connected to sexu- to sexuality. Mm-hmm. When, in, when, I, when Even if I might be wrong in this situation, I ask you just to ask yourself, what if you're wrong? What if every what if every time a woman moves a body, it's not connected to sexuality? Then what? Travel down that pathway. We've lived so far in this pathway, thirty three years. Let's travel a new one. See what happens. It's advanced study, though. I'm not gonna lie. That's that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But y'all be all right. <laughs> y'all be all right. Difficulty is not an excuse, but it's just tough. No, there's there's more. Keila says twerking is definitely sexual. Boom says, but in other cultures and other parts of the world, in private tribes, that's on random islands. They treat hips as a sign of sexual health and fertility. Some cultures even worship. Yash says, I don't even be following them, fam. <laughs> Lol, I feel like they be following me. <laughs> Lol, <laughs> the algorithm's throwing ass at this point. <laughs> Yo, I've told y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like every time I went to my brow screen for like two weeks, the first three pictures was just ass, and I was like, "Why?" No, real. No, I made a new account like a few days ago. Yeah. On the explore page, yeah, it was all yeah. So then I, I have to every time that happens, I literally have to hold the ass and click not interested. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> this internet, man. I'm telling you, it's going to separate you from your sexuality. Mm-hmm. All right, get to the burning question. I got to go to work. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, it was about burning question. Barucha. Brought to you by Sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> Would you still consider hip hop black if it's considered? No, if it's buying demographic is 90% white. Okay, so the easy answer to the question is, the question is, let me just repeat the question just to make sure I got it right in the case we want to use it for the clip. The question is, do I consider hip-hop still to be, do I still consider hip-hop to be black even though its consumers are 90% white? Mm-hmm. Who owns hip hop? Sorry, is that even an appropriate question? Because just because if hip hop is black doesn't mean it has to be black owned, right? Hmm. If we are bigger than the system of capitalism, if hip hop is culture, which is supposed to be bigger than an economic system, okay, then does the ownership of hip hop actually affect whose it is? I think so. Ooh, in that case, hip hop is not black and it's never been black. Wow. <clears throat> Thank y'all for listening to another episode of Hawaii Make We Be Mo. Yeah. We'll be back on Thursday with that topic, which is going to be a good one. Uh, we're going to leave you with the new. Yaj and Dill video, okay? We want to thank our sponsors for today. We want to thank Gifted Curators. First time on the show, show them some love. Make sure you follow them, gifted.curators.dc. Tell them BMO sent you, okay? Um, head over to Adams Morgan to get that. Also, check out my people at Street Lawyer Services. Street Lawyer Services, DC. Got it popping or 
talking about my man Lonnie, the street lawyer of DC today. You can always catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, bemoauthentic.com for the audio, instant replays on Twitter and YouTube. If you're on YouTube now, hit that like, hit the subscribe. If you're on Instagram, please smash the heart button right now. I mean, smash the heart. I mean, make it so that you get arthritis right now because we need it. We're trying to go to that the upper room. <laughs> We're trying to go to the next, trying to go to that next level of uh, of engagement and reach. It's not even. We're not even equating that to success. I just, you know what I really want to do? I want to trick all the Kevin Samuels niggas <laughs> that the new Kevin Samuels is over here. Okay, okay. And as soon as they get in, trap them with the new blueprint. Pow, gotcha. <laughs> Boom, your father was wrong. Wait, but you said, huh? you said niggas don't listen though. So what I gotta do? I gotta make a song. Your daddy was wrong. Your daddy was wrong. What I need? What I need? We just talked about it. Yeah, we'll t- and we'll talk about it on Thursday. I got to go. Yeah. Okay. Hit him with that best of me. Best of me. Best of me. <laughs> Hit him with that best of me real quick. What you say? The best of me. The best of me. <laughs> Hit him with it, man. Calling them, what they call themselves? A the light-skinned Burt and Ernie? <laughs> <laughs> So is Yaj Ernie? Because <laughs> Kendall's a very bird ass nigga. I can see that. I can see that. Even got a little tall, skinny head. Is the video playing right now? Not yet. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Play the video! <laughs> Good morning, y'all. <laughs> sounds terrible we have our biggest show in three days and you still don't have it down Paige come on I mean I took like three weeks to learn this tambourine and honestly you're the one who's always late to band practice um I think we're all just hungry like yeah just be cool man I might have been a little flat Mercury's in retrograde and I need to protect my peace I'm out of here wait what what does that even mean Hey, one of y'all musty. What's that smell? I know you better open this garage door. God damn. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I won't. I won't dismiss. Won't take the blame this time. For your bad vibration For your low frequency
Take your energy.